Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer to help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code JOHN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N, JOHN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 Now Podcast. Here's what we're doing. We're going to do the Raiders, hired Antonio Pierce. My game plan was to do a quick mailbag on Saturday, but then Antonio Pierce, so I kind of combined them both. A couple quick thoughts on Antonio Pierce, the Raiders, why I I don't, doesn't do much for me. Uh, Understand why they did it. We'll dive into that and then hit some mailbag questions. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire into those DMs. At John Middlecoff, Instagram, fire in those DMs. That's what this is. Obviously, over the weekend, we'll be reacting to playoff games. Uh, Saturday night, Sunday, I, I think I'm going on, calling. Uh, 
he's on vacation somewhere, but he'll be back. And we'll talk some football, and then we'll rock and roll. So we'll have content coming out for the next every day. So so buckle up. Uh, let's talk some football, and let's roll. You guys know my good friends, Game Time. Download the app right now, number one ticketing app in America. As I'm sitting here right now, my brother's probably three hours away from uh, going to Cody Johnson, country singer in Sacramento. No big deal, front row tickets. And the way I got those... Game time. Downloaded the app. I used the promo code John. Saved $20. Gave it to him for Christmas. Who had the best gift at Christmas? It wasn't anything given to me because my brother got me the same jacket two years in a row, even though it's a cool jacket. I got him front row seats for him and his wife. Uh, They'll enjoy it, and they'll do it because of my friends at Game Time. Download the app. Promo code John. Cannot recommend them enough. Okay, before we dive into the mailbag, here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to touch on the Raiders situation. And for those of you that are new to this, we, we got a growing audience. I, uh, I spent several years very close to the Raiders. Before I got into the podcast game uh, in late 2016, I worked in radio for three years. And I worked at the radio station that had the Raiders. And then my last two years there, I did Raiders postgame, right? We had the broadcast rights, Greg Papa and Tom Flores. Greg Papa's now the uh, 49ers guy because him and Mark Davis had a falling out over Mike Shanahan interviewing for the team, which now ironically he calls his son Kyle Shanahan. The Davis family hated Mike Shanahan. lot too much to even describe. But I I got a pretty good uh, understanding of the way the Raiders operate, and specifically Mark Davis. And it can be off the wall a little bit. Now, I've always given Mark respect for this. Since he took over the team from his dad, he's taken some big swings. And John Gruden, even McDaniels and Ziegler, He's gone after Harbaugh a couple times. I, I, I think he definitely sniffed around this time. He's not afraid to spend money, right? And he by no means is the most cash flush owner in the league. He's pretty active, though. Not, not in terms of telling you who to draft or moves to make. Just mean he's around the team a lot. When he flies back with the team, old coaching staffs he used to kind of scream at. Like, he's just, he's there. He's part of it. I mean, some owners fly on their own private jet back. You know, every relationship is different. And listen, I'll say this. People think I'm a Raider hater because Mark Davis did not like when I was part around the team. uh, They were bad. And I was pretty negative because what are you going to act like when they go 3-13? and Throw a fucking parade? And we butted heads a lot, me and his other executives. And let's face it, like I'm from Northern California, born and raised. The Yankees are the 49ers there. And the the Raiders are kind of the redheaded stepchild. And they've always had kind of that renegade persona. And ever since they moved back in the uh, mid-90s before they went to Vegas, they just kind of played second fiddle. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then they moved to Vegas. And the fucking area, it, it's incredible. I mean, gambling, football is king when it comes to sports gambling. That stadium is awesome. And then they have sucked. I mean, they have been terrible. Like, consistently really bad. And the one year they were kind of decent, their coach got fired in the middle of the year. And I think that led to today. Because when that when John Gruden got fired, and that year was crazy, right? Gruden gets fired, Henry Ruggs runs into the car, I think he's in a Ferrari or something, she blows up, literally dies in the dog, he's currently in jail. Um, and Henry Ruggs was a top 15 pick. And Rich Passaccia, the special teams coordinator who became the interim coach, got them to the playoffs. Now, they lost to the Bengals in a game that, let's face it, wasn't really that close, even though the final score will tell you it was close. 
But he didn't go with him. He ended up going with Josh. And we all know how that played out. It didn't play out very well. He got fired pretty much immediately. So I think when he saw the landscape this time around, he was very much inclined to stay with the guys that his players really like. Now listen, every player, especially star player, is going to have some sort of relationship with the owner. Some are stronger than others. But one thing we've learned is like Devontae Adams and Max Crosby have a direct line to this guy. You know, in a way that got Josh McDaniels fired. I don't debate them on the merit of he needed to go. I have no problem with that. I wouldn't have hired Josh in the first place. Looking back, totally understand. I guess I would have. Let me rephrase that. I supported the hire in the first place. Clearly, it was really bad really quickly. And it was not going well. But when Max Crosby the other day, and listen, I love Max Crosby. I, I think he's, me and his agent have butted heads over his financial contract. I think he's easily on one of the best contracts in the NFL. I mean, he is an elite player at a premium position, complete ass kicker, never misses a game. You want to go to war with a guy like Max Crosby. But the NFL is not the NBA. And you don't let, Brady never had any power in New England. They went to nine Super Bowls and won six, right? This is not like when LeBron tells you to jump, you say how high. You, you, you know, the management and the coaches, they, they run this league. And Max kind of basically said, didn't, I mean, everything's on the table, a.k.a. I'll ask for a trade if you don't hire my guy. Now, and I understand liking a guy. We all, whether it's a coach, whether it's someone you work with, you gravitate towards certain people. And Max and him had a strong relationship. But let's face it, and Devontae really likes him too. He's a likable guy. I mean, he's a team captain that uh, that help upset, which I made a lot of money on relative to how much money I had at the time in college when they beat the Giants. But I think any time that you let the players dictate the terms in this sport, it's a problem. And it's, listen, Antonio Pierce can lead men. He, he He's natural at that. Some, some guys come out of the womb and, and they're just the guys at the front of the fucking line. To me, that's Antonio Pierce. Just kind of has it when it comes to leadership. Will never be his deal. Josh McDaniels laughed out of the room. I mean, they can't because they would get cut, but the moment he left the room, everyone side-eyeing him. That's not, the, that's not the case with this guy. My question, though, is this is an offensive league in a league that's predicated on offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. They have neither. Now, they're firing their entire offensive staff, which they already kind of did because Josh fired, uh, you know, called the plays. They elevated a guy after they hired, fired Mike Lombardi's son, too. Uh, there have been some rumors about Cliff Kingsbury. Like, I, I think they will be able to, if they cut a $2 million check, land an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. How do they find a quarterback? And is this group, like, let's face it, Champ Kelly was in Chicago when they drafted Mitch Trubisky. That, that's a fact. Antonio Pierce is a defensive guy who was part of a staff at Arizona State who had Jaden Daniels, and they were god-awful. And then Jaden Daniels went with an offensive coach in Brian Kelly and won the Heisman. So I'm not, I, I understand the logic behind the hire. I understand the logic behind the leadership, right? And getting a guy like that who takes a lot of pride in the organization. That's the thing with the Raiders. They have a, like, when you're around the 49ers, it's, it's like the Yankees or the Lakers. Like, it's about alumni, but it's about winning. It's about money. It's about combination of everything, right? And number one is always winning money, Right? How do we win? How do we print cash? That's what all the bit. That's the way all the big organizations think. The Raiders have this like collegiate alumni holding on to the '70s, the pride in being this renegade brand. Like 
we're not renegades anymore. This is 2024. We make $400 or $400 million a team from the media partners. This is, we're one of the biggest entities. We're literally carrying on our backs broadcast television. Without the NFL, they would they would crumble. This is no more the little engine that could, everyone hates us. No, we're all competing on a level playing field. The Raiders really hold on to that 70s, 80s, leagues out to get us, referees hate us. Like that, That's something they're never going to drop as long as the Davis family has it. And Antonio Pierce really embraces that. So I, I can see why Mark Davis likes him. And I can see why people like him. Like everyone's liked him since a player. Vrabel had that. How? Listen, leadership, like I said, no issues. Offensive league. Who's going to be his offensive coordinator? How the hell do they get a quarterback? How the hell do they get? Hell, they had a decent quarterback a couple years ago, and it was a disaster in Derek Carr when they got Josh McDaniels. And clearly they can't go into next season with Aiden O'Connell. I just, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo clearly is not the answer either. You know, this division with Andy Reid, uh, I, I don't expect him to retire despite some of those rumors. He's, I think we all agree, the best coach in the league. Sean Payton clearly knows what he's doing. And I think there's a decent chance, though I, I still think he could return to Michigan, that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach of the Chargers. Well, if Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Chargers, even if Antonio Pierce is a solid coach, in what world, how are the Raiders going to compete in this division? I, 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 it's going to be hard. And listen, the Raiders are all, they've been, in my adult life, fighting an uphill battle for 20 plus years. They always get in their way. And, and listen, I, I don't have any ill will toward this guy, but it starts with the, the organization and the, the ownership. I think this organization, inevitably, I think the league has wanted it forever, especially once they moved to Vegas, to get someone new in there. And uh, obviously, Mark doesn't want to let go of the team. I don't blame him. I don't care because I think he could get like $8 billion for it tomorrow. But he would rather be the owner of the team than have the billions of dollars in his pocket. And as long as they own the team, I'll bet against him. It's just that simple. It's nothing personal, just based on previous information that is factual uh, and objective. That when, since he's owned the team, they have been an utter fucking disaster. So I, I, Antonio Pierce came from Tom Coughlin, Super Bowl champ. Uh, I, I think he's, it's going to be hard. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer 
if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Let's dive into some mailbag questions. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire in those DMs. This is from Heinz from Augusta. Am I misremembering that the Pats brought Baker in for a workout before he was drafted? Baker out of contract. Belichick needs a quarterback. Am I adding 2 plus 2 and getting 20, or is there a match here? I think he definitely was interested in Baker Mayfield. I mean, that was a rumor that was uh, out there pretty strongly. So I, I would imagine that Baker's going to have options this offseason. Who did I just hear? I was listening to a podcast where they said keep an eye on Cousins there. Oh, it was Albert Breer had said it. That's a pretty expensive guy coming off an Achilles. So could Belichick get Baker for like two years, $40 million? and just function with him, make a team in his division even worse because that's their starting quarterback. Don't think it's crazy. Don't think it's crazy at all. I've been enjoying hearing you grow your podcast business over the years. Speaking of, I am wondering if you have any tips about growing a base of podcast listeners from scratch. How did you do it? I work in a water research group at a university, and my boss has been doing a podcast where she interviews experts around the world. We are trying to build a following, but don't know how. Well, I can't really speak to just building a following from scratch. When I transitioned to podcasting in 2016, we just kept our radio show going that was let go from radio. So our first podcast had 5,000 people listening because we had a base of listeners. So we didn't start as a group from nobody. And then when I started three and out, I forget the exact year, let's just say 2018, I had Colin. So I had a distribution platform with his podcast uh, feed. He would put me on it. So it it allowed me to get in front of people that had never seen me. And then over the last couple of years doing the YouTube stuff, everything's on video. That allows you to have organic growth in the algorithm of people seeing you searching a topic you're talking about that would not have seen you. So I, I cannot speak to just starting one day and starting at zero because I, I didn't do that. 
Uh, I'd come from a radio show in the Bay Area where we had, you know, relatively solid following. And then with Colin, I immediately had his distribution channel and he would have me on a show and now I go on a show. So it's like we, you kind of cross promote uh, organically that way. So it's hard. I mean, there's no, I, I, my, my recommendation would be post clips on social media, do everything on YouTube. Uh, in a business like yours, I think, uh, I think a mail, what's a mail letter, uh, an email list, something like that would probably work because you're pretty niche. I would just try everything. Like there's no, the best part about technology is you can try something and after a while, if it's not working, just quit. But you don't just, you don't just gain traction immediately. You know, I mean this, I've been doing this show now. If it is 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, going into 24. I mean, we're going on six years just for this podcast. So it's, it takes a while. What in the world is wrong with Stefanski? Why did he just fire everybody on his staff and they just had a remarkable season in spite of needing four different quarterbacks? I saw that yesterday. He fired his offensive coordinator, his running back coach. My gut is that they don't really vibe with Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson and his camp uh, aren't feeling it. And you go, well, why the hell do we care what Deshaun Watson thinks? $230 million. It, it has an NBA feel to it. It really does. You know, like NBA teams, it's one thing if you're listening to like LeBron or Steph or Giannis. It's another thing, you know, that guy that's like, wait, this this guy's on the max? His team wins like 25 games a year? And then you're firing coaches because of him? You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm short in that organization. That's kind of what the Browns feel like right now. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson situation that, let's face it, disaster. It, it, it just is. Didn't play well, injured. You don't just random, and who knows, maybe these coaches and him were arguing behind the scenes. That happens. Uh, I don't have any inside information on, on that, but wild businessman. It really is. You you would go, who's had one of the better years this year? You'd be like, shit, that whoever's calling the plays and designing the offense for Flacco did a hell of a job. Like, oh yeah, he was just fired after the playoff game. Because Flacco throws some picks? Like, what are we talking about? Have you watched his career? Love the content. I wanted to get your take on Vrabel. Uh, uh, if this is a results-driven league, I'm not sure I get the hype around Vrabel's market value as a head coach. He is sitting around 500 as a head coach with the Titans. Didn't see great success in Houston as a linebacker coach. And sure as hell as the defensive coordinator. I get he's a football guy and won rings with the Pats. But when you look at the hate Sirianni and McCarthy get... Mike Vrabel, I, I want to look at his... Uh, because I think his resume is worse when you kind of dive into the last couple years. So you look at McCarthy and Sirianni for producing much better records. I'm scratching my head. Well, here's the thing. Sirianni had a guy that could have won the MVP last year. And Dak Prescott could have won the MVP this year. Now, they get McCarthy gets credit for it. Clearly, Sirianni does not as much. Here's the thing when you look at Vrabel's head coaching record. Is... This is career record. I want to look at his head coach. Okay. The last two years have not gone well. He went 7-10 and 10 in 22, and he went 6-11 and 11 this year. But he showed up. They go 9-7, and 9-7, and 11-5, and 12-5. And, and he wins multiple playoff games as underdogs on the road. So for a th- four-year stretch, his first four years, he... 
was easily over 500. He was four games over 500. He was six, so now he's 10. He was 17 games over 500. And the last two years, as quarterbacks got injured, as his team got old, as they traded star players, his team fell apart. Remember, he wasn't totally on board with the A.J. Brown trade. That's the other thing, and I've heard people saying this. He worked for an organization that does not have a lot of money. So, for NFL standards, they're considered pretty cheap. What are your thoughts on the recently merged football spring leagues? No thoughts. Just do not care. (laughs) I I really don't. Uh, We talked about this the other day. Josh Allen and Mahomes, all in on that. I I don't watch minor league football. I find it beyond boring. Uh, I I really do. Now, if if it's just on in the background at a bar, I'll peek up. I'm not acting like I won't stop on it. But I don't follow the leagues. Uh, that's the job for like, you know, a pro scout with a team. You know, I, I just, I can't even pretend to care. I, I, we don't lie on this podcast, so I'm not going to act like, oh, I'm just love football no matter what. No, I, it's like, it's worse than preseason football. It, it really is. Cause at least in preseason football, I get the coaches on the sideline and some new draft picks. So I, I, I'm not, I, I don't care now for the, for the health of the league. Easy way, if you're a scouting department, you keep track on guys that shine, guys that have been washed out of the league, and you can find some diamonds here and there. But me personally, can't even pretend to give a shit. I'm a big Chiefs fan, and I've heard rumors that Andy would retire after the season. The Chiefs are bracing for that possibility. I'll be stunned before I read the rest of your question. I, I, I don't think, I not that I have inside information, but unless there's something health-related, uh, I, I'd be have a hard time. Mahomes, peak of his career, working with his guy Veach in a city he loves, in an organization. I think it would be stunning. I, I really do. Uh, I've never thought about this, but this has been an ongoing conversation. Yeah, just I, I, I think Florio wrote it. I, I'm not expecting it. I, I really will be shocked, even though the story's already out there. I do not expect it. I, I do not. Just wanted to ask your quick cheese question. I don't know if this is a big enough deal on the pod, so I figured I'd ask it here. The decision is Jones versus Snead. Jones is 30 and would get more based on name value and position. Going into the year, I'd lean him, but Snead has played well, is younger, and would be cheaper. Here's what my guess they do with uh, Chris Jones. I think they, they trade him. They tag and trade him. I would expect that to happen. And now... It maybe I don't remember this. And I don't have the the article up. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they don't have anything in his contract that he's not taggable. That they have to let him hit free agency. But if that's true, I I just don't expect him to like them to give him ninety hundred million dollars. My I, I not not a third contract. And let's face it, the history of the Patriots show you you don't give third contracts away to anyone but Tom Brady. So beside Patrick Mahomes. You can't give, I, and he's a good player. I'm not acting like this guy doesn't deserve it, but I, I don't think the Chiefs pay him. What do you think the Seahawks should do at quarterback? And who do you think is going to be the next head coach? I think they should try to get Penix or Knicks in the draft and trade for Fields. They're, they're not going to do both those two things because Geno's under contract and the GM's there and they like him. So to me, Geno's on the team next year. The question is, is Geno the backup or is he the starter? The other thing is Pete Carroll's uh, 
culture is one of like positivity and optimism and smiles and fun and like shooting baskets. That's not like I would hire Mike Vrabel over Dan Quinn 100% without even question, especially when you factor in he's bringing Arthur Smith. Uh, but I, I think that I think they really like Pete's thing and they're going to hire Dan Quinn, who to me is like the poor man's version of Pete Carroll. So I, I'm just prepared for you to hire Dan Quinn. I just expect the Seattle Seahawks to hire Dan Quinn, which I think if you're John Schneider, I understand Pete's culture and the fun and the smiles. I I think you got to be very careful, man. I I really do. Like, as a good GM, your whole success is predicated on the coach. Like, part of the reason John Schneider became a good GM was because he had Pete Carroll. Like, we think Brett Veach is a genius. Well, he would be the first to tell you it's because I got a fucking awesome head coach. John Lynch looks a lot better with Kyle Shanahan, less need with uh, Sean McVay. Ask Gudikins what LaFleur means for his draft prospects. I would never hire a coach just because I like the guy. I'm not saying you don't want to like the guy, but is he the best coach? And then from there, can we forge a relationship? Mike Vrabel makes people uncomfortable. Alpha, bravado. Like I said, first four years, 17 games over 500 with Ryan freaking Tannehill. I think Mike Vrabel's good. And if you bring me Arthur Smith, I'm in. Comment question for the pod. It kills me that seemingly none of these teams, considering a coaching change, are willing to pull the trigger or go after Bill, Vrabel, Harbaugh, Carroll. I mean, that is the best list of head coaching candidates we may ever see. Do you think there is any chance a team like the Eagles or the Steelers pitch Vrabel, Mike Smith, the idea of becoming coordinators together for a year? A team like the Eagles could say, come compete for a championship, and then go together to a way better coaching job available next year. Next year, they could have options that include the Cowboys, the Bears, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Bills. Here's the thing. Someone fired in my DMs earlier, and I was like, uh, my workout today was pretty shitty. So I was just kind of sitting on the bench, uh, spending about an hour to do about 15 minutes worth of stuff. And I responded to him because he asked me, why do guys like Ben Johnson or any good coordinator rush to become a head coach instead of just like playing it out. And I said, it's it's a basic, basic math equation. Let's just say Ben Johnson is making $2 million, which he might make a little more. He may make a little less, but let's just for argument's sake, $2 million, ton of money. The the percentage of human beings that are W2 employees that make $2 million is well under 1%. I mean, you're talking like he's a top 0.05 percenter. I mean, he's in elite category. But to become a head coach, especially a guy, let's say Ben Johnson, who's going to have potentially multiple teams willing to offer him as the head coach, that number goes to $12 million. So listen, $2 million, you're rich in America. I don't care where you live. I don't care what the tax structure is. That's a ton of cash. That's a lot of disposable income, house, life, trips, family, private schools. You got it made. But if you're making 200 grand, let's just put it in that sir, in that relative. And you might not leave for a job that pays you 350 grand. If you got to move states, uh, you got to change school districts, depending on your wife may have a job in the area, you're like it's not worth it. But what if that $200,000 job someone calls and offers you 1.2 million dollars? And they'll sign you to a 3-year contract. So it's like you're not you're guaranteed you know, almost $4 million. 
you would borderline have to like look at your wife and your family and be like, guys, we don't have a choice. Or you guys stay here, I'll, I'll commute back and forth, right? So it gets to a financial situation of how do you turn down a five-year contract over $50 million? And honestly, it could be $75 million. So it's almost like a player, right? When a player hits free agency, we never go, well, why would you leave the Steelers to go to the Cardinals, right? Or why would you leave the Niners to go to the... Uh, Sometimes it's hard to think of crappy teams. Who's a crappy team? To the Jets, right? You'd be like, well, they offered me 10x. <laughs> so I, I think it's simply about money. It, it really is. You go, well, is it worth risking your entire career? <laughs> I mean, for 50, 60, 70 million dollars. Because I was texting someone the other day, like, why would a coach, an offensive or defensive coordinator, go to the Eagles? Right? Because you know that if it goes... Sirianni might not make it to Halloween if things go weird. And they're like, coaches love money. The coach will sign a two-year... Let's say Wink Martindale. Two years, $6 million. Who gives a shit? Works great. Not. Doesn't matter. I'm still getting paid. As crazy as it sounds, the almighty uh, the almighty dollar. When you're talking at the price points... I mean, some these coaches... There are a lot of starters in the NFL making under three, four, five million dollars. That's what assistant defensive coordinators are making. You start talking head coach making ten to fifteen million dollars. Google a lot of rosters. How many guys on the majority of NFL rosters make over fifteen million dollars? Not that many. Longtime listener, question for you: Do uh, do you think Jerry Jones keeps McCarthy because he thinks that next year at least that he's the best coach in the division? Especially when you factor in the team talent. He's probably better than Sirianni. Well, he's not probably. I mean, he's legitimately a better head coach than Sirianni. Right? He's won a lot more Nick, and he can call plays. I'll be the first to be critical of Mike McCarthy in these big spots. Comparing him to Mike to Nick Sirianni is... Come on. We, we gotta be... We gotta stop ourselves. Mike McCarthy's resume looks like John Harbaugh's. I mean, Nick Sirianni's begging for his job right now, and has to bring in an offensive coordinator. He's an offensive coach. I, I think it's just simply when you're 80 plus years old, hell, I, I'm almost 40. It's like, do I really want to change this? Do you really want to change that? Imagine being 80. You're like, do I want to do a coaching search? Do I really want to deal with Belichick's curmudgeon ass? And part of it might just be as simple as like, I kind of like being in full control. Mike McCarthy is a good employee. He is. Like in Green Bay, the GMs are in charge. That's not how it is most places. Right? It's why Bill, when he got Bill Parcells or Jimmy Johnson, it's like he didn't like that feeling. Well, you get Mike McCarthy, you kind of going to do whatever you're going to say. If you sign Dak, he'll play Dak. You sign whoever, he'll play those guys. That's not the way it works uh, in a lot of places. right? So a lot of these coaches, if he did, like you think Belichick's just going to do everything Jerry wants? The other thing Bel- Belichick would tell Jerry is like, listen, even if you guys are going to run the personnel department, you cannot talk after every game in the locker room. That can't happen. I'm the voice. What do you think Jerry's going to say? This is my this is my team. If I want to talk in the locker room, I'm talking in the locker room. You know who is not going to tell Jerry to not talk in the locker room? Mike McCarthy. Pretty simple. The Volume.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.